Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire? Bam! It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, July 20th. The weekend's nearly here. We got gigantic news from Saquon Barkley. Boy, there was a report recently that he was willing to sit out week one, and now Saquon's gone on the record. Maybe I sit out the season. We'll talk about that shortly. In addition to that, this Joel Embiid stuff, we didn't get to get to it earlier this week because, you know, we had some interesting guests. Um, this Embiid stuff is real. I know he's trying to play it off as not that real. Rob G has a, like, incendiary take. Takes so hot, it will probably melt your phone. Um, I don't know that I love the take, but it's definitely worth discussing. We'll get to that. But we got to start with Saquon Barkley because Saquon Barkley went on something called the Money Matters Podcast. I'm going to read the exact quote for you. The Money Matters Podcast and admitting he's willing to sit out the entire 2023 season. My leverage is I could say F you to the Giants. I could say F you to my teammates and be like, you want to show me what my worth is? You want to show me how... You want me to show you how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. I won't play it down. And that's a play I could use. Anybody who knows me knows that's not something I want to do. Is it something that's crossed my mind? I never thought I would ever do that. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, Jesus, I might have to take it to this level. Am I prepared to take it to this level? I don't know. Now, some people will say, well, that's a veiled threat. And that's fair. That, you, talk is cheap. Actions matter. Right? Let me see you sit out the whole season. We've seen what happens when you sit out Example one, a Le'Veon Bell, end of story. It didn't work out well. Now, Saquon's a little younger than him, but in the running back world, where by the time you're 28, you're kind of, sort of, we don't know what the future holds. And if you want to doubt me on 28, go ahead and ask Zeke Elliott, Kareem Hunt, 
Leonard Fournette, who's now talking to the Patriots, who they're trying to get on the cheap. Um, like, 28 seems to be the new 30. Um, Todd Gurley didn't even make it to 28, given his injury history. And Saquon does have, unfortunately, a rich injury history. He basically missed all of 2020 and chunks of 2021. But when healthy last year, Saquon Barkley over 1,600 yards from scrimmage, 57 catches, 10 rushing touchdowns. I, I mean, I don't want to say he was the offense, but anybody with a brain, even Giants fans who hate me, will readily admit when Saquon's healthy and Daniel Jones is under the tutelage of Dable and not turning the ball over at a ridiculous clip, Saquon Barkley is one of the most valuable running backs in the league. Now the counter is, well, what happens when he's paid ridiculous amounts of money? How valuable is he then, Jay? And the answer is less valuable. <laughs> now, the problem, of course, is you pay Daniel Jones. And I keep coming back to this. And Rob, you probably agree, but it's possible you don't. And Randy Mueller just refused to accept this yesterday. Um, the reality is the Giants botched this entire Saquon Barkley ordeal. They totally blew it. Last year, okay, last year, the Giants said, ooh, Daniel Jones heading into... Uh, uh, end of his rookie deal. We don't really love him. We're not going to pick up his option. Then he has one of those years that you have when you're in a contract year, you know, the uh, the seized part and Daniel Jones is suddenly like not an awful quarterback, not a turnover machine. And the Giants make it to the playoffs and win around. Obviously, new coach in Dayball and Saquon Barkley. At that point, you could say, hmm, DJ, like what I saw. Hate to do this to you, bro, but... One year, not totally sold us. We're going to tag you. Franchise tag, you make a lot of money. I think it was 30, 31 million, somewhere in that neighborhood for quarterbacks. And hey, we'll put you on the tag and show us you can do it again. We trust you, but we believe in you. You're our guy. And that's when you would have moved to sign Saquon to some sort of two plus one, two plus, you know, uh, I don't know that this is possible, but the Chris Paul deal, the way it was structured in the NBA, obviously NBA, NFL are different. Chris Paul had a player option uh, for a, or no, it wasn't a player option. It was not a fully guaranteed final year. It was like half the guarantee. Well, that made him easy to move. Um, his other years are fully guaranteed. So obviously you want to front load Saquon's contract. And I'm sure the Giants tried to do that, but I've got no problem saying, listen, two plus one in that neighborhood, Saquon, we want to give you a lot of money up front. We trust you. We believe in you. Stay healthy. You're our guy. And you've got Danny Dimes, on the franchise. That would have been what the Giants should have done. They did it backwards. Now, they tried to negotiate with Barkley. It failed. He, you know, depending on who you talk to, what numbers you believe, he probably should have taken that early deal. Then they said, Daniel Jones, what, what would you like? And Daniel Jones, and I'm told his father uh, was the one pushing for 40 mil. Like, he went to agents and said, we think we can get 40 million. And some of them are like, ooh. And if you do the homework, you'll see... Daniel Jones changed agents. Um, he got his wish, or close to it. He got nearly 40 mil um, insane money, and now Saquon Barkley's unhappy and threatening to sit out the entire season. I said it yesterday. I said on the herd, if Saquon Barkley is not in the offense, I don't care what you think Waller does, uh, there's no way they're win They're not sniffing the playoffs with Saquon Barkley sitting out the season. I personally don't think Barkley would sit out the season. He seems like a kind of a nice guy, a good teammate. He's said all the right things through this process. Rob, I, I, I want to say I support him in this, but for his long-term um, 
status in the league and getting contracts and getting paid, I, I don't know that it's the best idea in the world. Yeah, thousand percent agree with you. And here's the thing about I, look. I agree with the sentiment that in order for these running backs to get what they feel like they're worth, someone's got to do something very extreme. I think that the only way you're going to get change in this situation is if somebody like a Saquon Barkley, someone that's like the top of the top, uses whatever leverage he has and takes a firm stand and saying, I will not accept this $10 million contract. I think that's the only way it's ever going to happen. Having said that, the idea of sitting out the entire season would be a mistake because not only would he lose the $10 million that he would have made this upcoming season, in order for him to get the $22.5 million in guaranteed money that he was reportedly looking for in this deal that wasn't able to come to pass, because that's what he would have been on the franchise this year and then the following year, 23-24, would have been $22.5 million guaranteed. So in order for him to get that $22.5 and make up the $10 million that he's missing this season, his next contract would have to be $32.5 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Like, there is 0.000 chance that he is getting $32.5 million guaranteed after sitting out an entire season. It's not happening. I don't want to feel like a hater toward running backs, but the reality is, and a lot of people have outlined this, is you play them on the rookie deal, you grind them to the bone, and then, you know, you franchise tag them, get one extra year, and then you cut them loose. And that in that world, no running back is making it to a lucrative second contract. There are worlds where Austin Eckler is not on the Chargers next year, and I would have to say the probability of that happening is extremely high. Justin Herbert is angling for a new deal, as well he should. He's a franchise quarterback. Christian McCaffrey got a big deal because Carolina didn't have a quarterback. And then McCaffrey got hurt. And then what do they do the second uh, they realize that this deal's bad for them? They ship him to San Fran. Why does McCaffrey work in San Fran? Well, not only because he catches passes, because they've got a quarterback on a rookie deal. So ultimately, maybe the Giants um, can, can offload Barkley. I can't imagine they do that. I personally think the Raiders with Josh Jacobs, your Raiders, Rob G, I think they're making a mistake here. Uh, Garoppolo is not one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, right? And you could be, could be bad enough that you're in the mix for a top five pick and then a rookie quarterback. You got a rookie quarterback. You want a, you want a quarterback uh, handing off to one of the top running backs in the league. And that's what Desmond Ritter had or will have with B. John Robinson, who they drafted in the top 10. And whether it's Caleb Wilson, Drake May, Michael Penix, whoever you want, to put to the Raiders, having Josh Jacobs, come on. Uh, Rob, uh, listen, Josh Jacobs one of the top backs in the league. Durability might be a question, same with Saquon, because these guys take a pounding, but I don't know. I, I just I find it very odd that these teams can't just simply figure it out. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about the Josh Jacobs thing is I was of the belief, and I may have said it on this podcast, that I thought this was going to be his last year, the last year that happened. That was going to be his last year with the club. They drafted a, a kid, I believe, out of Georgia, in the fourth round, expecting that he was going to be the franchise guy after last season, heading into the 23 season. And that was why it was a big hullabaloo. I don't know if you recall, Josh Jacobs played in the final preseason game, got a lot of reps in that first, like a quarter and a half, because even though all the other starters were rested, Derek Carr was resting, Devontae Adams was resting, Max Crosby was resting. They're like, hey, we don't even know if Josh Jacobs is going to be on our team 
after this season. So we have no issue running him into the ground in the preseason just to see, you know, what he's got. So the seeds have been planted for Josh Jacobs going back over a year that he was going to be out of town. So he kind of changed that calculus a little bit with the great season that he had, but he was great. I don't, yeah, I don't think the Raiders ever had any intention of giving him a serious offer this past off season. I, I don't think that they even expect him to be on the team yeah. quite frankly. So this situation to me is different than Saquon. It, it's weird. The only advice I would say is if you are a running back, let's say you're a 10th grader and you are in some of these like summer camps and you're uh, one of the most highly rated prospects and you've got offers coming in, I'll just say this. You better start working on catching significantly. And, you know, um, it, you've got to be a multi-purpose running back to enhance your value because um, – we haven't really talked about Derrick Henry, and he's gone online and kind of defended his running back brethren. I'll just say this. The Titans, you know this. They ran him into the ground. Um, I know that some of it was he wanted the record. Uh, there was some record that he was setting. I don't know if it was touchdowns or yards, and whatever it was. He set a record, and then they got the number one seed. And, oh, by the way, he gets injured the next year because they're just driving him into the ground. Well, this is probably the final year for Tannehill in Tennessee. They just signed DeAndre Hopkins. Vrabel's kind of pushing all his chips in. It seems to me like this is the last run for that offensive unit in um, in Tennessee. They had A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry, and Tannehill was working great, and then they you know made a dumb move with A.J. Brown. Um, Tannehill's kind of near the end, and Derrick Henry, they, he don't have that much left in the tank. Now, he's a different animal, right, Rob? I mean, he's still an unbelievable beast. Um, you see guys like Nick Chubb on social media squatting like 650 pounds. Like Derrick Henry is one of these guys who feels like robotic. He feels like Terminator 2. You just can't really slow him down. Um, but I, I'm, it is weird. Remember last summer, all the, to steal your word because it's so good, hullabaloo was around quarterbacks. Matt Ryan going to Indy. That was a big deal at the time. I know people want to scoff at it and he's going to the booth now. That was a big deal at the time. Uh, Russell Wilson to Denver. And there was one more, Rob. Quarterback in a new place. Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. The year before it was Matt Stafford. Um, right. I, anyways, I'm spacing on who it is. Uh, I am spacing. Don't on say who Carson it is. Wentz. Carson Wentz is in there, but he would. No, there was another big <laughs> okay. one, wasn't there? Um, Carson Wentz was a kind of a big deal to Washington. At any rate, they were the story. Quarterbacks in new places last year. This year, it's running backs not getting paid. Next year, well, we'll see what happens next year. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe... Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's pivot to the NBA and um, the Joel Embiid statement he made on stage was it to rich paul maverick carter one of those guys and he said i would love to win a title whether it's in philadelphia or somewhere else like that's my goal and of course all these sixers fans got butt hurt oh my gosh Embiid's gonna do that after we defended him i'm done with him sixers fans were irate and of course Embiid, who is known for social media shenanigans quickly scurries back online is like oh my middle name is troll like, no, dude, you could watch that video five, ten times. Nothing trolling about it. There's no grin on his face. He's being real. And he knows how bleak it is. Harden wants out. And Maury can try all he wants to save it and do damage control. But Harden has, is basically demanding he gets to the Clippers. And, you know, Ben Simmons demanded out of Philly. He got it. Um, James Harden demanded out of Brooklyn. He got it. Like, these guys right now, when they demand out, they're getting it. That's, that's the fact. It may not happen instantly, but it happens. And I'm pretty sure Embiid sees the writing on the wall, and I was like, damn, I just won the MVP. We got Harden, Maxi, Tobias Harris. We can't get out of the second round. I've never been to the conference finals. Like, maybe I got to change. And not as a player, maybe I got to change venues and locations. And I think my gut tells me we're within – six months of heart, of uh, Joel Embiid asking out, probably less than that. Because you know the second the Harden deal's done, if Harden doesn't like it, or if Embiid doesn't like the deal for Harden, and I'm just telling you now, he ain't going to like Norm Powell and a Morris twin and whatever other spare parts you can toss in. Like, that's just, I mean, Terrence Manns, I like him. They're not doing that deal. They're not. And now, then you're fixed, set with Embiid demanding a trade. I almost wonder, Rob, do you believe... Maury knows this and is already cycling through Joel Embiid trade options. Um, not that he would put that out there, but.
But behind the scenes, you've got to wonder, is he dangling Embiid for... Um, it's a tough one because Joel Embiid, you think of him as a one. I don't think of him as a one. I think if he's your second best player, that's awesome. He went to college in Kansas. He is from, I believe he grew up in Africa before he came to Kansas. And it's like, where's Joel Embiid going to end up? Like, is is there a place he wants to go that he's tied to. You know, remember Kevin Durant was, is from the Northern Virginia area. Everybody thought, oh, Kevin Durant might go to the, might go to the Wizards. That guy could be a fit. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other regional connections. There isn't one, bottom line, for Joel Embiid. And you just start to wonder where he could end up. And Rob G has one of his hotter takes. And that's not bad, but we could break it down unless you have a better um, team you want to open with for Embiid. No, I mean, I think that given all of the scuttlebutt going around the NBA right now, I think, my, in my opinion, my take makes sense. But let me run it by you. So, as you mentioned, I think if Daryl Morey is as smart as he thinks he is or as smart as I think he is, he's not shopping Joel Embiid, but he's quietly asking his associates, hey, is this something we got to consider? Because to your point, as soon as they make that James Harden deal um, – I'm assuming he's going to be to the Clippers. It's not going to be for a, a return that's going to keep them in contention. I know Daryl Morey saying, oh, I'm not going to trade James Harden if it's not going to keep us, get us a star player back or the assets to get another star. That's not going to happen. All right. Just point blank, period. James Harden, his playoff failures are well documented. He has a history now of demanding trades from different locations, no matter what the situation is. And he's shown that he's willing to self sabotage. His an entire team if he doesn't get his way. So his stock, I'm not going to say it's Kyrie Irving low, but it's very low. That's, that's so, so, you know, whatever they get for him is not going to be something that I believe is going to keep Joel unhappy, Joel be happy. So with that in mind, like I said, I think that maybe they're not actively shopping him, but they're discussing amongst themselves. What do you think we can get for Joel if we put him on the market? We're not going to put him on the market because that's going to cause a whole firestorm. But if we were, what do you think we could get? Yeah. Hey, before and Rob, Rob, the- Rob, hold on. Before you p- posit it, let me just say this. I wanted to look at what Embiid did in game six and seven. Right? They're up 3-2 against Boston. He was 0 for 6 from 3. He had 26 and 10 in game six, the home loss. And he had 15 and... Points on 18 shots when they got buried in Game 7 on the road. If you want to go back to the Atlanta series, remember that Atlanta series where Ben Simmons caught all that heat uh, for the pass. I I know you guys remember it. I'm one of the few voices out there who was was noting this at the time. In that Hawks series, they trailed 3-2 and they had to win Game 6. They go to Atlanta. They win. Embiid, 22 points on 24 shots, 8 turnovers. Game seven, when they lose at home, Embiid, he did have 31 points. He had eight turnovers. If you're keeping score at home, that's 16 turnovers in the final two games of the series. Winning time. Rob, I, at some point, I know, I know Philly fans don't want to hear it, but this idea that Embiid, like, he's not on Jokic's, he's not in that stratosphere. He ain't Giannis. Like, let's just stop with this. He's a very, very good player. He just won the MVP, but... This idea that like a uh, injury history Joel Embiid is going to fetch anything close to the Gobert package, my hint 
would be no. Would you would you agree before you posit your trade? I I don't know because I think um, hmm. you know the Donovan Mitchell trade wasn't as big as the Rudy Gobert trade, but they got a good haul from him. Even the Bradley Beal, as much as I you know made fun of it at the time because we didn't know the exact details until a few weeks later, they got all the pick swaps in it. So basically, they got everything they could get out of Phoenix. You know, save from Booker and and. And KD, they basically got everything that they wanted because they didn't want DeAndre Aiden, according to multiple reports. Yeah. But um, as far as Joel Embiid, I know you mentioned just this previous playoff run. Historically, though, he's also been very inconsistent. He's shot 40% or worse from the field in 18 of 53 career playoff games. So that means one out of every three games he turns in a stinker. Like that's <laughs> that's not something to sneeze at. Yeah. But going back to the, the trade idea that I had. Look. I believe if you're going to shop Joel Embiid and you're the Philadelphia 76ers, I don't know if there's another second star that you're going to get in return for him. Because usually if you make a trade like that, you're like, hey, well, if I'm going to send you Joel Embiid, Boston, I'm going to need Jalen Brown back. Or if I'm going to send Joel Embiid to the Lakers, I'm going to need AD back. I don't know. I don't think that kind of deal would be available to them. What could be available is just a ton of draft picks, ton of draft picks and like a second or third tier level all-star type player, maybe fringe all-NBA, but not quite a superstar. And that's why if I'm the Miami Heat and this Portland Trailblazers, Dame Lillard trade is being, you know, dead in the water because Portland just doesn't want to negotiate. They don't like what we have, whatever, depending whatever uh, insider you follow. Why not take all the picks that you were going to offer and Jovich and Hakez or whoever else, you know, Kyle Lowry's expiring deal, you keep all that in the pile. You pull back Tyler Hero, hmm. and you throw in Bam Adebayo. So you say, Bam, Kyle Lowry's expiring, the young guy, and three first-round picks and two swaps, whatever it is, they can, whatever they're offering to Portland. Offer that for Joel Embiid hmm. and, and put the pressure on Philadelphia and Daryl Morey to say no. Bam Adebayo, a poo-poo platter, and picks— for Joel Embiid. So I'm looking at Bam Adebayo here. He is he just turned 26 this week. So he's still got like five, at least five prime years. He's like pretty healthy, lean, really good defensive player. He would go to Philly. Would this be after the Harden trade for Norm Nixon or whatever? Norm Nixon. I, I guess in, sorry, if you want to say Norm after Powell, before, I don't think it really matters. But yeah. Sure. Okay. So the new Sixers team would look like Bam Adebayo, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Norm Powell. Yeah, so there's like a seven seed. Nothing special. But Maxey and Bam could have some chemistry. We'll see. Pick and roll. That'd be nice. Um, and Miami would then have the big three of Hero, Butler, and Embiid. So you would reunite Butler and Embiid from Philly where they wanted it to be Embiid's team to mm-hmm. now Miami where it's Butler's team. And they have a well-documented bromance, Butler and Embiid. Like that's no wow. secret. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Now Embiid is one of these guys who, like Bam Adebayo is always in shape. It, his body looks like it's chiseled from granite. He is just cut up like a diamond. This guy is rock solid. He's taking hashtag no days off in the offseason. Would you say Joel Embiid is, is like that, Rob? No, I would not say that. Okay. Is he going to fit in heat culture? 
I think personally think he culture's overrated. Oh, look at that. Shots fired. Maybe. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, so then the question becomes, okay, is Embiid, Butler, and Hero better than Dame, Butler, and Bam? And I think we think Embiid is Embiid over at a bio. I don't know how much, but you'd obviously rather have Embiid, although Bam's been to the finals twice um, as like the number two or three guy. And Dame, Bam, Butler. Hmm. I feel like the roles are a little more defined with Dame, Bam, and Butler. I don't, that's a tough one. I think a part of me would lean to Dame in Miami over Embiid between the nightlife, the heat culture. Like, Dame would fit into heat culture easily. He's a soldier. I don't know that Embiid is. Um, that's spicy. But let me give you my rationale, and then you can marinate okay. on it some more. My thinking is not only are Butler and Embiid already established as they're going to work together, not only because we saw it work together in Philadelphia, but because their personal relationship, I think, makes it so that it wants to work together. The second reason being, and this is not meant to be a slight at Damian Lillard in any kind of way, but I believe it is easier to find a scoring guard in the NBA moving forward as, as the years tick on forward than it is to find a dominant big man. I mean, you've said it on the pod about a week ago. Like, it's Jokic, it's Embiid, and then who do we have as third-team third All-NBA center? AD's always hurt. Uh, Bam, we don't know. You even floated Wembanyama possibly, you know, sneaking into that conversation just because there's a lack of NBA centers. Yeah. There are a lot of small guards who can score. Not as well as Damian Lillard, obviously, but Tyler Hero, I mean, people keep pointing out he scored 20-plus points a game last season. You don't think he can bump that up to 23 24 maybe and he's still very young and then last but not least i believe that the age even though Embiid has that history of injuries and dame has been injured a little bit recently as well but he's three years younger than than mm. damian lillard that's fair so that to me makes sense so that rather than having two guys in their mid-30s in butler and lillard you go with a little bit older butler a a, a Smack in his prime, Joel Embiid, and a guy very entering his prime in Tyler Hero. You can kind of stagger your timeline a little bit. So here's the tricky part with Tyler Hero, Rob. And you know I liked him a lot. You guys can rewind to the, I think the first year we did the podcast was the bubble year when he went off in the bubble and was great. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. 
or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's tricky because Hero seems like a very good player. However, the stardom has clearly gone to his head. You know, he's like a fashion plate on the sideline. He's styling in South Beach. He's got the influencer girlfriend. Um, You know, he's just, he feels like he's becoming a South Beach guy. And you couple that with the fact that this team was playing material all season. And then Tyler Hill gets hurt in the first round and they get better and make a run to the finals. I just have a hard time quantifying what Hero means at this stage. Yes, in in the bubble playoffs, he was awesome. Now people have the book on him. They know what he's about. They know they can attack him relentlessly on defense. Like, Rob, how do you justify Tyler Hero's status as like a, a, you know, a top 40 player in the league or whatever you have him? when the team clearly got better without him in the playoffs? First, I can't, first off, but my rationale behind the playoff situation is, and we talked about this on the pod, I think their performance had less to do with Tyler Hero and you know him being an addition by subtraction kind of a situation, and more so just Vincent, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, Kyle, like all these guys shot above their heads. We talked about this on the podcast. There was a reason why nobody was picking them against Denver because we all believed it was unsustainable for them to go from mm. one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA in the regular season to the best shooting team in the postseason. So much so that they were shooting a higher percentage from three at a higher volume than even the Steph KD Warriors, who we agree is the greatest shooting team of all time. That's the kind of clip they were shooting it at. I think that had they played the way they had in the in the regular season and that was what their watermark was, then we wouldn't be having this conversation because they probably would have been bounced out in the second round. 
All right, I have a. Uh, or uh, maybe not, other, maybe not second round, but they would not have made the finals. Uh, yeah, I, uh, probably. Um, yeah, I don't know if they get by the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> you know, frankly, um, two other teams that just popped into my head on Embiid. Um, number one, Maury, and again, let's just remember what does Maury want? He wants stars. That's what he believes in. Maury says, "Fine, Embiid. You know, you want out." We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna trade you. You're not calling the shots of where you're going, okay? We're dealing you. I pick up the phone. I call New Orleans. I say, "Give me Zion, and since he's always hurt, and as he, give me some uh, give me some picks, just some protection. Zion, couple picks, and toss in Alvarado, and we'll give you Joel Embiid. Does New Orleans entertain that?" I think probably. they should. I, I, probably, right? You'd almost yeah. think like, yeah, why would they not? Right. So what's the incentive for Philly to do this? You're getting an undervalued asset in Zion who, when healthy, I know humongous question mark, is lights out, utterly dominant, would be a massive star in Philadelphia. Probably too big of a star given his uh, extracurricular uh, proclivities, shall we say. Um, and... What if he's just past the injury history? He's maturing. He's stopped growing. He's stopped eating. Well, not stopped eating, but he's got a, a, a nice diet. And you get him next alongside a real workhorse like a PJ Tucker, a Tyrese Maxey. These are like tough dudes who are going to really grind you. Nick Nurse. Oh my gosh, Nick Nurse is demanding on defense. Um, I don't know. It's pro- I'm sure Sixers fans are like absolutely not. I don't want anything to do with Zion, which is fair. The other team, well, first of all, Rob, your thoughts on uh, a Zion plus stuff for Embiid? If I am the Pelicans, I absolutely would consider that. If I am Philadelphia, I think I would rather have the more sure thing as far as a player. If I'm you meaning Bam Adebayo? Well, maybe not even just Bam, but like you mentioned, the question marks around Zion, I think, are too great where I wouldn't be able to talk myself into getting rid of Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP, even if I got the six or seven first-round picks you know, that New Orleans has, I think I would rather have a player where he may not have the same upside as Zion, but I know the floor is much higher. Okay. Um, I, I, I would agree with that. I, I don't, what, is the, what is the ceiling for Zion? Healthy, playing 70, 75 games? Like, Top five player in the league. I, I would agree. Um, yeah. And that's why I think you take that chance. Now, listen, if Zion's health causes you to lose your job, you lose your job. But you know what? Embiid asking for the trade probably seals your fate anyway. Um, the only other Embiid team that, uh, I mean, I, I think the Heat is not bad. The problem with um, Embiid is, like, I wanted Minnesota, but there's there's no way. The Gobert's already there. Carl Anthony Towns has a lot of value. The New York Knicks we've talked about, right? Um, you put him alongside Brunson, you give up Barrett, um, some of that war chest of picks. I heard someone, I don't remember who it was, break down the picks, and apparently there's not like a lot of top five. I don't even know if there's top 10 picks in that Knicks war chest. There's a bunch of okay picks. And listen, first-round picks are first-round picks. You know, like, you never know when the 16th pick in the draft is going to be an awesome player. I mean, Cam Whitmore fell to 20. He was nearly, I don't know if he was, he was nearly the summer league MVP, was he? He was something MVP. Oh, he was something. Okay, yeah, he was tremendous. He was projected top five. I had him top five in my mock. He falls to 20 for reasons that still are kind of unknown. Um, 
uh, you know, there are hidden gems everywhere. Obviously, the Knicks will be a major player. The other one I was thinking, and Rob, this is another team near and dear to your heart. Daryl Morey calls up Palinka and says, hey, I like the cut of Anthony Davis's jib. He works really well with Nick Nurse, who demands defense. And uh, we'll do AD a, a pick or two for Joel Embiid. I don't think you'd have to add much to AD. I think we would agree Embiid's a superior player at this stage. Um, both injury risks, AD probably more so. But AD for Embiid, any thoughts there? I could see why both of those teams would want to do that. Ooh. Because, like you said, AD's injury history, it's such that reportedly people don't even know if they're going to offer him that extension here next month. Like we talked about it on the pod. Like it's, it's a huge question mark. And Joel Embiid has some of the same issues that Anthony Davis has in that the inconsistency in the playoffs. I think ADs are more magnified just because he plays for the Lakers and because he plays for LeBron James. Like I just mentioned before, one of every three games, Embiid is terrible. And nobody talks about it in the same way they do about Anthony Davis because it's not the Lakers. Um, but I would agree with you in that Joel Embiid, his floor, I believe, is higher. Even on his worst nights, he can be the focal point of your offense. Anthony Davis obviously cannot. And as much as we value his defense, or I value his defense, the sentiment in today's NBA is offense first, defense yeah. a distant second, not even a close second. Interesting. So if I'm the Lakers, I could see why they want Embiid. And if I'm uh, Philadelphia, pairing Tyrese Maxey, who likes to score, with a defensive-minded big man who can finish at the rim, it's a pretty nice way to start. You can build out the yeah. rest of your roster very quickly with that kind of setup. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are, uh, like I tried to think of an Atlanta Hawks deal, but nothing really works there. Um Unless you're shipping Trey Young, but that doesn't work. The Young Maxi situation would not work. Um, yeah, Embiid and Embiid does feel like the kind of guy who wants the big stage, the New York, the LA. Whereas Bam Adebayo, he's going to work and grind anywhere. Jokic, he don't care. He's just going to put up numbers wherever he goes. But um, Joel Embiid's interesting. I I think NBA is. You know, we're we're reading a lot about how. Uh, free agency's boring. Who uh, one of the um, Michael Jordan's old agent David Falk was saying free agency's gotten boring because people just demand contracts and then get their money and then figure out where they want to get traded to. So one argument somebody tried to tell tell me on the Lakers was the Lakers probably should extend AD at four or three for one thirty or whatever r ridiculous number it is because if they go to free agency he can demand maybe more if he's healthy plays well. And then Lakers lose him for nothing. And you can't lose Anthony Davis for nothing. So they'll probably just do the, we're going to extend you. We'll make you sweat a little bit. And then we'll figure it out later. You know, that seems to be the new NBA model. I don't love that because nobody's committing to anything. It's a like everybody's kind of sort of dating, but nobody's serious. Like nobody wants to get into a real commitment in the NBA. Even this Jalen Brown contract, which I'm itching to talk about. I don't think we're going to do it now. But Rob, you saw the number, right? The Celtics contract for Jalen Brown, who I think he was all NBA second team or third, but he's never been first. He's definitely not a top five player in the league. I don't think top 10. And there's a world where this new contract would pay him $70 million in one year. And that's when you start pressing, whoa, wait a minute, wait, Boston's doing what? 70 mil? 
in a year for Jalen Brown? A guy who has, I think, an awful assist turnover ratio in the playoffs because he can't really dribble into traffic? Uh, what's happening? And, and that's a larger macro issue where it's like, where's the NBA headed? Uh, I know, you know, here in America, we have the haves and have-nots. The gap is continuing to get wider and the middle class is getting screwed. Jalen Brown making $70 million a year is going to be a little wacky to NBA fans. And we know NBA fans, you know, skew a little younger. Um, it, it just might be a difficult watch seeing Jalen Brown on your TV have seven turnovers in a pivotal playoff game and the guy's clocking $70 million. I don't know, Rob. Have you given any thought to any of this? A little bit, yeah, because I listened to uh, Zach Lowe's podcast, friend of the show, even though we haven't got him on, he's still a friend of the show. I still like yeah, Zach Lowe. I, and he was mentioning on his most recent episode with Dave McManaman, who is a friend of the show, who's been on the show, that we are like three years away, three or four years away from having a $100 million a season player because the way the cap is going up and these 35, 37, whatever, 35% of the cap and as it goes on and on and on, that's going to happen. So as jarring as it is now to hear $70 million a season for Jalen Brown, three hundred and plus million dollars for his contract that's going to be like the going rate for all-star level players you know within the next 10 years absolutely but probably closer to five like that's what's going to happen see so i think mahomes got like 500 million right Patrick Mahomes, uh, yes. one of those, okay, but it was over 10 years. Nobody's arguing it because he's the MVP every year. Uh, his Chiefs are in the Super Bowl every year. It's like Patrick Mahomes, nobody's fighting that. Jalen Brown's a different story. That would be the equivalent of, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins next year. We had Kevin Clark on last week. Oh, yeah, oh, Rams love him. 49ers love him. Kirk Cousins being like the second or third highest paid quarterback in the league making $50 million. Kirk Cousins, who has one career playoff win, I think. That's what that Jalen Brown contract would look like. But now we're off on a tangent. Anyways, uh, we've gone way long. Uh, some interesting, fun, juicy stuff to chew on uh, on a Thursday for you. Uh, reminder, we'll be back tomorrow. We have a good guest, uh, a bit of a surprise guest tomorrow. And uh, also reminder, I'll be hosting The Herd on Friday. So check that out as well. Talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.